Wow. Wow. Wow, this is this is some really deep stuff. I don't know what just happened, but something happened inside of me. Something snapped, something I wasn't expecting that either. Ah uh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay, it's all right. It's beautiful. <laughs> Monster is like really small, but it had to become that to stop me. Because I'm the hurt child. Became present when you mentioned it. And I didn't realize this until now. There were things that I didn't remember yeah. until now. It's funny. I haven't seen that before. It feels like I'm the monster. I'm kind of seeing images of things. Of a, of a world where they can exist. This clarity brings all kinds of answers. It's clear. She, like, hugged me and then went back to her place, I guess, in my heart. Oh, it wants to come out. <laughs> it wants the bippity boppity boop Cinderella me. Like, <laughs> she's like melted into like my chest. It's like ooey gooey. Y'all week been finishing things, cleaning up more, started eating vegetables again last week. <laughs> and it kind of just started happening. It's almost like I just finished going through a meditation session. I feel light. Like, you know, when you. When you hit that first joint, like in the morning, and you... I actually feel a lot more um, awake. Okay. So, where would you like to start? Um. I don't know, maybe the suicidal part. Okay. How's that been showing up for you? Well, it was okay when I was in the psych ward. And now that I'm back home, it's in... Um, it was okay until my nephew came home and and I got triggered. Um, and last night I was just like, God, I really wish I could just end it. But I'm afraid if I tried, then I'd end up, I'd fail and get back in the psych ward. So Yeah. And is it, is it mostly triggered with the family thing recently, the nephew? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what's it like in or around your body? It comes up. 
Um, my chest feels tight. My neck and head feel tight. And I just, I feel like kind of like a prisoner in my own body. And is it, does it have messages? Does it, I mean, I'm just trying to distinguish that from the kind of tightness in the chest that I hear about just commonly with, with people or with myself. What, uh, if there's other qualities about it that are, Make you call it, make it a suicidal part. Well, it's not like just a little tight. It's like my chest just totally wants to close and, you know, pull my shoulders down and. How do you feel towards it when that feeling comes up or as you notice it? Sad. You sad for it or sad about it? Sad. Okay. And does that sadness for it come from, does it feel like it kind of comes from your head or from your heart kind of sadness, if that makes any sense? I think from my heart. And I felt, ang I just, I feel really angry at my family for not being there for me in a way that is helpful and understanding and compassionate. Yeah. Would you say that that's a uh, separate part, separate feeling from the tight chest part, the anger? I don't know. It feels connected. It feels mm -hmm. the same. Okay. I just, I feel so, yeah, misunderstood and 
abandoned and just makes me angry. Yeah. And just so I'm clear, this is still about your your current family that you're spending time with, not your not your family from childhood you're referring to? Yeah. My current family. Mm-hmm. I mean my sister and my niece are trying. Like they're being nice and and trying to do things for me, but the part that really matters about my nephew, you know, everybody is afraid to say anything to him. So we all walk on eggshells for the last, you know, how many of her years. And now I finally speak up about needing some boundaries from his girlfriend. Mm. And, uh, and then, you know, my sister and niece throw me under the bus and Mm. they act like, no, no, we don't feel that way. I mean, he asked them when I was, when I had said it and he's like, well, do you feel this way? Do you feel this way? And he's so aggressive. Like Mm. I get that they're afraid of him. I mean, I've been afraid of him too, but I just like, I needed them and now I'm being demonized and I don't feel safe. Yeah. And about the safety thing, you talked about getting out of there for a while, you think? Yeah. Is that like a... Is there more, well, what do I want to say? I guess just where are you in that thought process or or planning process? Is that like definitely doing very soon or on the fence or where are you on that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm planning on going to a friend's today mm-hmm. and then I'm, I have to like, do a, a, like wrap up, wrap up some loose ends in the next couple of days. And then, so maybe like Monday or something. Um, and that makes me, that hurts me and makes me feel angry because it's my home and there are animals there and I don't want to leave the animals and I don't want to leave my home, but I just, it sucks that I feel like I have to. Just a lot of it is like childhood, you know, being misunderstood and then being, you know, demonized for that. And I mean, my dad actually called me Josepher. Right. My sister was like, I don't remember you being the evil one. I'm like, he literally nicknamed me Josepher. Mm-hmm. So. It was never good enough, you know? I could never. And so now I'm being punished just for using my voice and saying I need boundaries. And I said it in a very nice, vulnerable way. 
Yeah. And it took me like at least a week to figure out how to say it just right so that it wouldn't upset my nephew. And it still did. And him and his girlfriend like attacked me and criticized me. And, and like, <laughs> I wanted to kill myself and I still, I haven't even heard from him. He doesn't even give a shit. You mean since having that, the wanting to kill yourself, going to the psych ward, you haven't heard from him? No. Hmm. And that's why I got triggered last night because he came home, didn't even say like, hello to me. Mm -hmm. And they're out in in the living room just laughing and having a good old time. And I don't feel safe to be out there because of how, of his uh, aggression towards me. Yeah. And it's just like I'm a fucking outsider in my own home, you know? Yeah. And they're just having a good old time. Like, like I didn't, wasn't just suicidal and didn't just get out of the psych ward. Like, and even the night when it happened, uh, I took off in the car and I had my plan and I was going to, you know, drive off a cliff or stuff something in the tailpipe. And I had three part plan Mm -hmm. and I was like, well, maybe if I, I was driving around so much, I started to calm down and I was like, well, maybe if I sleep in the back and that's when I, you know, I heard like your voice saying, oh, if we can learn to love all our parts and I was like oh maybe this is just a part that's suicidal you know and that like saved me and I texted them to say I was like okay I'm feeling better and they were fucking asleep Mm -hmm. like (laughs) good thing that me being suicidal didn't inconvenience your sleep time you know yeah didn't even leave their fucking ringers on you know yeah 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 That's tough. And I'm just curious, what, how did you end up in a psych ward? I mean, what got you to that? What got you there? Um, They had called, they had filed a missing persons report. And when I came home, they said, oh, the cops have to come over to just make sure you're still, you're alive. Mm-hmm. And so the cops came over and I told them the truth because I thought they were just checking to see if I was alive. And they're like, oh, now that you're telling us you had a plan to kill yourself, we have to take you in. And then they put me in handcuffs oh. and uh, took me in the police car to yeah. the psych ward. So of, of these parts, do you still you still feel like this is this uh, the part you want to target is this suicidal part? Does this feel like the one that needs your attention now? Yeah. Okay. 
We'll see if you can deepen your access and invite it to a conversation and ask what it wants you to know. She's like a little, almost like um, like a dog that's been abused and is just like curled up in the corner and just scared. And, you know, if I try to get close to her, she's like flashing out because yeah. she's scared. Yeah. Do you feel like you understand what she's scared about? I think so. Okay. See if you could just show her that or show her that you that you want to you want to understand and as much as you do understand, just try to show her that. Okay. How's she reacting? She's calming down. I picked her up and I'm holding her. She's starting to relax. Is there more that she has to, wants to say about her experience or 
how she's how she's feeling to help you understand. She's showing me my sister and, you know, my dad manipulated all of us against each other. Mm. And my sister was mean to me. I was growing up. Um, when I, when we became teenagers and our parents got divorced, then she started being nice. But before that she was, you know, it wasn't her fault. I get that intellectually, but she was like another him, you yeah. know? Yeah. And that was the experience of this part, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can just let that part know that you see that and and that you see that maybe even the difficulty or the the other part that wants to intellectualize and say, well, it, you know, it wasn't her fault. Um, maybe even just asking that part to step back and just being with that kind of raw experience of of how it was for this for you as a child for this part okay I'm sorry, can you say that again? I got sorry. Just distracted. I was kind of rambling. Yeah, it wasn't your fault. There's just some noise outside. So um I was just saying to be with the part, let it know that you see that. And I was also saying that the the part that says, I know it wasn't her fault. You know, that could be another part that um, makes it harder for this part to express itself. You know, it might yeah. feel like it has, like, that's kind of another protector is saying, well, it's not her fault. But if, yeah. it, if that was the direct experience of this part, then just want to honor that and be with it directly. Okay. Okay. 
you could ask if there are other parts that have been hard on this part um, that you might need to, it might want you to address, you know. Okay. Yeah, there are parts that are, or a part, I don't know, that's, that's like, just, just be normal. Um, don't be a baby. Yeah. Um, you know, get over it. Um, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And how do you react to that when you hear that part coming up with this scared part close to you? Well, it sounds ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But they're saying it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, so just let the the part know that that you see that you see that part being hard on it. You you see that it's unfair or that it's you know not right. What it's what that other part's saying. Okay. She's like, yeah, it's not fair. And how and how is her trust level with you right now? It seems pretty good. It seems like she feels safe. Great. You could ask if there's anything that she wants for you to do for her back in back in that time. Okay. You mean as a child or as like yeah. the recent. Yeah, any well, it could be either. I mean, any any time that she's felt like she's been misunderstood and needs someone to be there for her. Okay. 
Well, back then she wants me to protect her from my dad and my sister. And now I guess she just wants to feel safe. She wishes it could be at home, but yeah, I think she understands that that can't happen right now. And what would it look like for you to keep her safe from your dad and sister back then, for example? And is that something you can? show her you you doing in that time period okay. I just imagine like putting this bubble around her like a bubble of light so that whatever they say or do, it can't hurt her. Yeah. How she feel about that? She likes it. She feels safe. Good. I know you've gone back in time before and done some done some of this work, so um, I don't know if there's if there's more to do or or whatever she needs okay back then. Yeah, she wants me to take her away from there. Great. You can do that. Okay. Any place, any place, any time. She wants to be like in a cabin in the forest with no one around. Okay. You can set that up. Go ahead and take her there. Okay. Thank you. 
Yeah, I put her, she's sitting in front of the fire. And she likes that. Just let her know that she doesn't ever have to go back. And you could ask, you know, you know, what, what it is, what else she might need from you to, to just be able to communicate. If she ever feels like she's, if she ever feels like she's going back there or, or, or anything. Okay. Yeah, you know, there was this um, homeless guy, a friend of mine, and I um, befriended last year. And we hung out with him on the beach. And uh, he would sometimes say things that were, you know, he had a lot of sexual trauma. So he would Mm -hmm. say things like sexual things that were, triggering for me Mm -hmm. and um i would get upset and you didn't really understand and then finally we came up with um if he's saying something that's upsetting to me i would say pickles and then he would know to stop (laughs) yeah yeah and i feel like that comes to mind a lot, like that I can, even if I guess it's just in my mind, but I guess preferably out loud, say pickles. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I see that a lot with a lot of really great parents who have a little, they have their little secret language with their Young children, especially. Really? Yeah, you know, when they're out in the playground or somewhere in the... uh, You just have a special way of communicating that's... It's not for the rest of the world to to understand. It's Mm. for them. That's cool. (laughs) I can't imagine that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you can imagine it right now with this part. Yeah, I imagine saying pickles and then like this shield, like that bubble just comes over me and protects me. ask if the part is ready to unload any of the feelings in its body okay any negative feelings in or around its body 
her body. Yeah. And where is she carrying that? And where would she like, to, and what would she like to give it up to? It feels like it's all my muscles that feel tense. Mm. But especially for some reason, my legs and my shoulders. Shoulders um, make sense. I'm, I don't know, maybe I've just never been that connected to my legs. And how would she like to give them, give up those feelings? Like tense my muscles and kind of shake it, mm -hmm. shake it off. Maybe scream a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Get her, get her to do that until it's all out. Okay. Okay. How's she feeling? Better, calmer, and less scared. Would you like to bring in any of those other protectors, like the one that says you're being a baby or the ones that, I don't know, any of any the parts that are justifying or? Yeah. Just let them see the work you're doing. 
and see if there's anything that they'd like to give up or a different way that they'd like to, a different role they'd like. Okay. Yeah, I think instead of criticizing and judging, they can, you know, just like, I'm not finding the words, but kind of change their intention to, being supportive and being on the lookout for triggers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That one that says you're being a baby, it's, it's already very mindful of the triggers. It's just kind of attacking that part rather than, I guess looking looking towards you and and kind of helping you yeah decide what to do next What else do these parts need any of them I think just love and compassion. Not judging them for needing to leave home. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to recommend having a daily practice around that or Mm -hmm. a a regular practice of checking in, especially with these younger parts, you know, making sure that they're still feeling safe, that they're still feeling able to communicate with you, that they're still trusting you. Okay. Okay. Do 
you've been talking about using your voice in these situations, situations where you felt um, abandoned, basically, or misunderstood. And um, I know it might not have had the outcome that you wanted, but I don't know. I think it's, I think it's great that you, you did it. I mean, you, you planned to do it and you found the strength to do it. You found that that was, you know, in our work and and any other work you're doing, you found that as something that you, it was a self-led decision, you know? Yeah. So. Thank you. I think it's great. Yeah, it does feel like I don't regret speaking up. Um, and this was what I was afraid of, you know, the, the reason I didn't right. speak up. But now it's almost like that door's open and I don't even want to go back, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I hope that that, I hope that is the the worst of that's behind you. I really hope that. You, know, you can call or text me anytime. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you. Don't bother me. Okay. Yeah, I thought about texting you that night, but I knew you'd be asleep, so. Yeah. We'll just have to, we'll move you up to VIP list. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, really, this is this is what I want to be doing. And um, it makes me really happy to be able to help in any way, so. Thank you. Yeah. You can think of it as doing me a favor if you gotta if you text me okay. text me and wake me up at a sorry I'll 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 be happy about it. Okay. Is there anything that I don't know? Anything that we should change or add or to our conversations, to our conversations, to this conversation, um, just just anything that you can think of that would be helpful. Well, I do. It does keep coming to mind. I like the idea you mentioned um, and I'd love to talk about it I, I mean not right now because mm-hmm. I just I'm kind of still in that yeah yeah I know sorry state. but um, but like you know maybe in, in the next few days or something yeah great great yeah we'll look for, we'll look for all kinds of ways to I'm open to anything, open to discussing anything. 
Thank you. Thank you. Be well, and I hope to hear from you soon. Okay, talk soon. All right, have a nice day. You too. Bye. Bye. Do you want to help bring more self-energy to the world? If you'd like to participate in calls or help out with this project in any way, I'd love to hear your ideas. Join the Discord server or contact me at james at liveifs.com. A huge thanks to our audio engineer, Yvonne, for your care and diligence in editing the calls. To every caller for your courage in sharing some of your parts. And to anyone out there getting to know their internal system, keep going. Who knows, that might be the most selfless, helpful thing you can do for others, and you're the only one who can do it. If you'd like to see us reach the largest audience, we must please the almighty suggestion algorithms at iTunes and YouTube. And they don't care about the power of IFS. They're looking for likes and shares and comments, and the sooner the better. Follow the links in the show notes right here in your podcast player to make your wishes known. And now, a minute of meditation. Or if you prefer, pull over. You can do it in 60 seconds. Just click one of those links. They're right there. And give us a like or a five-star rating. It would really help. If you think this project is helping people, you're helping people by sharing it. Thank you.